Welcome back, everybody. It's your host, Adam Stark, back at it after my little one-week break, letting Nick and Julius hold down the fort, but they did a great job as per usual. So, uh, boys, what's going on? Uh, man, it is just a hot, hot Tuesday. Tomorrow's not going to be any better. Julius, Don't get this is just another day for you. But Nick, um, are you are you gonna be near a pool, near a beach, near some water tomorrow, or, or are you yeah. gonna be stuck in a warehouse like me? <laughs> Neither. I'm gonna go battle the heat advisory that was just sent out to my phone a little bit ago. Hundred degree weather here in Michigan, and I'm gonna battle it and play some disc golf during it after work. So you will not catch me by a pool, but you will probably catch me at home on the slip and slide with the sprinkler running, you know what I mean? With that, with that little like sprinkler flower that just sprays everywhere and you just, you and your kids run through it. I'll be running through that and whatnot. We did just sign up for this, uh, this like aquatic center and we signed up for a yearly pass. So, you know, maybe I will take advantage. I think they're open till like eight o'clock or like sunset or something. So Maybe I'll do a little disc golfing and then do a little swimming after. It's gonna be hot. I don't know. That's yeah, true. it's it's, it's gonna, be gonna be a hot one. Yeah. Um, have you guys ever seen that? Are you guys always sunny Philadelphia fans at all? Oh yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. Now, do you remember the scene where Dennis and Mac move out to the suburbs and it was like episode. one of the <laughs> is it Wally? Episodes. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's one of the one of the newer seasons, like last three or four. Dennis and Mac move out to the suburbs and they start to go absolutely insane. And it's just the same like method. They do the same shit all day and, and over and over and over. And Dennis finds himself every single day getting out of the car going. Uh, how you doing, Nate? Or he goes, how you doing, Wally? And it's his neighbor, and he's an old man. And he goes, well, it's going to be another hot one. And finally, Dennis gets to his breaking point where he goes, is it going to be another hot one, Wally? Is it? And he goes so crazy, and I'm pretty sure he kills him in this, like, little scene. And then it snaps, and it's just a flash of, like, Dennis, like, going crazy in his mind, imagining him killing this old man. So <laughs> One of the best shows. Have you listened to their podcast at all? They have a podcast. Oh my god, and it's great! It's a great wow. podcast, dude. They there are already like 30 episodes, 30, 40 episodes deep. And oh, that's great! Dang, I'll have to check it out. It is great. I recommend it for any It's Always Sunny fan. I am that I stand by today. Like, I love The Office, I love Parks and Rec, I love all this. I still stand by It's Always Sunny is the best sitcom. Hey man, they're ever. still airing. They got the longest oh, record for like yeah. longest airing sitcom, I believe. Yep. 15 or 16 seasons and it's awesome. Man, Julius, man. you It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia fan? Yeah, but I'm sporadic about it. So I've watched like seasons three, seasons one, seasons ten. <laughs> and there's a bunch in between I haven't seen. You haven't been watched all 180 episodes or whatever it is? <laughs> no way. Hey, but it I is mean, a funny show. Always Sunny is definitely – I mean, every time I watch it, I, I laugh at least one to the episode. So. The amount of times I found myself, you know, drunk or coming off a hangover or something, flipping that show on when I'm just – you know, I need something to just relax to, get a couple of laughs and not really need to pay attention to, but – Something keep my attention. Uh, but uh, this is Detroit Lions podcast. So, boy. Oh, sunny in Detroit, you know. Unfortunately, we can't really talk hard knocks just yet. But we are approaching. Less than 60 days. Yeah, that's whew, getting getting closer by the day. Um, it's going to be it's gonna be special. It's going to be a good one. Uh, it's the first time 
Lions are, you know, actually seeing any of their teams really like behind the scenes. I know there's been documentaries, but nothing to this, you know, extent. So um, not a whole lot of news in Lions, you know, realm, but I'll just list it off. And you guys, if we want to talk about it, we're just going to talk about it because this is not a whole lot going on in these episodes, these Lions, we call them the dog days. So We'll just be kind of doing your typical Detroit Lions BS for this episode. So the Lions, we decided to bring in, this was the most recently one, Devin Funches. Julius, we know him, our boy from Michigan, who uh, has bounced around on numerous teams, most notably on the Panthers, but had a stint with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. So he does have a little, you know, individual rival guess, you know, uh, vendetta coming against the Packers. So that's always good. But, Nick, when you saw this signing, uh, he's coming in. This is interesting. He's not playing wide receiver, which was his position in the pros. But in college, he was a tight end. And now he is becoming a tight end again. So, Lions are moving him back to tight end. Do you think, Nick, do you think he's going to make the team? And if so, do you think he's got a good shot at being, you know, a good number two behind Hawk? I like the idea of bringing him in. Because what this shows me, and this is something that we've kind of alluded to getting, uh, uh, who is the tight end we got from Virginia Tech, I think it was? Mitchell, James Mitchell, I, I believe. James, I think you're right. Um, we don't have faith in our number two right now, right? Who, Which is, I'm John Blanks on Blanks right now. I just got done. Rock Wright uh, is probably the other guy. Who Who's uh, our second? Who's our number two guy right now? James Mitchell, Brock Wright. And there's one other dude. Who is Brock regardless we don't really have a number two so we're gonna bring Funches in for a tryout do I think he sticks and makes the roster no I think he does not make the 53-man roster I don't even think he really makes the practice squad but what he could do is bring a lot of veteranship um a lot of know-how to like training camp into the locker room early in the season he could work out and be the number two we we tried to do that with uh Fells last year and it just didn't work out um we cut him re-signed him cut him again Hey, well, well Fells, after we cut him, re-signed, we cut him like 15 times. Yeah. Didn't he go to like the Texans and have like a decent, you know, couple games? He probably caught a couple touchdowns, which in fantasy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, but I he mean, ultimately, someone now, but. Devin Funches isn't anyone I'm getting excited. This is literally just the only yeah. Lions topic that we have to talk about. Oh, so come I'm on, Nick. Here. This I'm going is... to I'm 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 really stretch this one out. I'm going to prolong this out. Funches hasn't been even thought of since 2017 and even at that point he wasn't even like ever going to be a good wide receiver okay so Carolina. the guy we got the other guy who we were thinking of is garrett griffin he is he was the guy to bring in to be the number two if funchess mitchell these guys compete mitchell obviously has some leeway being a rookie coming off an injury so he probably won't be ready till mid-season or get a fair chance till mid-season at least and we also have uh shane zelstra and another notable name and then a couple guys I've never heard of, Derek Deese Jr. and Nolan Gavan. So, uh, Funches, it, it's interesting. I like this move. I, I just I – lo I love the mind of Brad Holmes. He does all these little, you know, things where I'm like, hmm, this could, this could work. And so far, you know, none of them have hit. If it's, you know, Trinity Benson, if it's, you know – Charles Harris hit. Okay. All right, yeah. I like that one. Fair Alex Zazzaloni. Yeah. yeah. He kind of did. Like yeah. Where it's like, what is Brad Holmes thinking right now? He's got a plan for this. What is he thinking? Is this a move to, you know, just say, hey, Hawk, 
this better be your best season because we're going to start bringing in people like Funches. There's plenty of vets we could bring in and replace. I don't think vets. it has anything to do with high. I don't either. No, well, it's all about it's like Brock Wright. You need to prove something. Okay. Or yeah, you're yeah, out it's, yeah. It's about that tight end two spot. Brad Holmes is what what we're seeing is Brad Holmes try to patch a weakness on the team that he believes to be a weakness on the team via free agency, via veteran free agency, which is what a lot of fans have been complaining that he hasn't done enough, to be honest, which I disagree with. I just think he's not recklessly throwing money around where we don't need it. But uh, that's what he's doing. He thinks that he's telling Brock Wright and and all those other guys that's vying for that tight end two spot that it's going to be a hard go. I'm just saying, you think Devin Funches is the best tight end that we – why aren't we taking a shot? All right, here's a couple other tight ends out there, all right? We might not like a lot of these names, but are you telling me that these guys wouldn't be better than Devin Funches? Jimmy Graham, Eric Ebron, Kyle Rudolph, Blake Jarwin, Jared Cook, Jesse James, Le'Veon Toyolo, who we had, like well- – See the know. kicker. The kicker, though, Devin Funches is a wide me. receiver, and we're changing. He's not. He's way too big now. He's way too. He is not. Kyle. He is not like 2018 frame. Look his. Look his weight up. He's. He's not a wide receiver. He is not a wide receiver. Like he. We are betting. Just a couple seasons ago, he was kind of sought after free agent. I think he signed with I Green Bay and got hurt. Right. Bring him up for a second. Yeah. Well, he opted out. Is what happened. Um. He, but he got hurt. He, got hurt, he never then, really oh, played. Yeah. With so him. he got hurt. COVID hit. He opted out, and then he may have opted out again last year if it was an option. Just you know, get that paycheck. But um, he is back this year, obviously with the Lions. So uh, it'll be interesting. And I will say, if he does make the team, then I think we all could agree. Like, all right, Brad Holmes, that, nice. He makes the team, and then that's a that's a fair signing. You know what I and mean? Then, like, yeah. So then it's like he makes the team and doesn't bust because if he makes the team and busts out or just does absolute nothing, then it's like. Ah, we we definitely should have cut this guy. Yeah, he played one game in 2019. That was the last time he played in the NFL. Okay. He, um, so that's two years removed and only one game. Three, last three years he's played one game, right? Like I don't I don't know. I just hey, if Jared Cook was available, like why aren't we giving him a one year deal? Like why is Jared Cook just not too good to be a backup tight end right now? But I think it's just Detroit. People aren't. It's not a sexy yeah, no destination, and Funches right. just wants to get his shot. And he was, Cheap. he was the cheapest, probably best, wanting to come to play for Detroit. Okay. I don't really know why even I'm even like arguing this because honestly, I shop at the dollar store every freaking day, so I'm all about finding that dollar value, and that's what Funches is. That's not. That's not Brad Holmes. Going out to freaking you know the healthy food store whole Whole Foods and grabbing your eight dollar organic eggs. That's him going to the Spartan store in the hood on Eight Mile, grabbing the dollar egg carton of eggs. And that's that's those those <laughs> eggs taste just fine. They taste just fine. Those those poor chickens were caged up in that cage, you know, their whole life, but they still taste good. Eggs exactly. still taste good. Exactly, Nick. I like I it. The value. <laughs> um, you know, Funches having a good year, being, you know, at least decent for the Lions, would be crazy. But you know what happened that was even crazier? Pizza. Someone out-pizzaed the hut. And I mean, Little Caesars out-pizzaed the hut. Yes, they did. They're new, the official um, pizza for the NFL. And boys, obviously, we 
we all saw this news, this notification pop up. We're like, okay, Mr. Illich, <laughs> you got the money to, you know, work out a big old NFL deal, make something like that happen. Then pay up for the Tigers' wings and anyone else you can. Come on, buddy. What are you doing? Like, oh. Yeah, I agree. And pay up a yeah. play. Get rid of Alavila. Don't spend all this money on Javi Baez, who will hit 180, yeah. three home runs in his first Bro, this is giving me Justin Upton vibes. A little Tiger side note change. But, oh, uh, man, do you remember when we signed Justin Upton? I'm almost positive. His first, like, three games, he had, like, five home runs. or He started phenomenal. And then all of a sudden, just, like, <laughs> nosedived into, like, the low 200s. Well, that was Baez. He, he got that. Uh, I think, was it a home run the first game where he got the walk off? I believe. Yeah. And everyone was like, oh, yeah, baby, he's our guy. And everyone knows, you know, he's very hit or miss and he's streaky type player. And that's what everyone tries to comfort themselves with. But in the end, it's like, all right, he's, we need more out of this. Yeah. So. Tigers are god awful. is done after this season. Hopefully, AJ Hinch isn't. I agree. Keep him around. Hinch, but has yeah. got to go. Terrible. For what, for what the Tigers have, Hinch is, Hinch is making it work, you know, and it's it's nice. I will say, uh, I believe he, Hinch's contract is up as well this year. So if he wants to leave, I think he can. Not 100% sure, but uh, definitely would like to keep A.J. Hinch. Uh, Hopefully we keep, like, losing and, like, nobody wants A.J. Hinch as a coach. And so he's like yeah. – yeah. It puts on the illusion yeah. <laughs> that he's actually, you know, a bad manager, even though the Tigers were just god-awful. And now the news that Casey Mize is out for oh, the yeah. next year and this year with Tommy John. We won't see him again until 2020. People are, it's, people are going to, like, completely forget about Casey Mize, and then he's going to pitch again. And you're going to get tons of people going, oh, yeah. I, oh, yeah. He was and, the you know, number one draft pick, you know. Right. I forgot about him. Yeah. All right, here, quick one. Nick, if we could get – sacrifice one, you get one to be a superstar. Jeff Okuda, Casey Mize, coming back from a near, you know, career-ending injury, who would you take? I would sacrifice Okuda in the faith that Brad Holmes would find another Jerry Jacobs, and I would let Casey Mize come back and be a Justin Verlander for the Tigers. Julius. Yeah. Break it down for me one more time, just so I'm clear. Jeff Okuda coming back, be a superstar, cornerback one off Achilles, but that would mean Casey Mize never pitches again. His elbow's just blown up. Or Casey Mize gets a robotic arm, comes back, does a Verlander-esque return, and is our new ace. But Okuda suffers. <laughs> Give me that lockdown, Okuda. Oh, I like it. So <laughs> that is, that is like a dream of mine. I need Okuda that to come You know what I mean? It's a, it's a wonderful phrase. If I knew, yeah, man, I don't know. It's kind of similar positions to, you know, where they're both – Defense, in a way, kind of not locked down, but can prevent points. So I'd go with Okuda. Got to go with my Lions. But, man, that would be a tough decision. Um, another interesting little question. But uh, Detroit Lions, we were graded top three offensive line by Pro Football Focus. Shout out to them for giving us the respect we deserve. They know that we got all the boys on the line, Panay Sewell, Taylor Decker, Frank coming back. It's it's going to be a, a big, bad, tough O-line to go against. Um, so, boys, Julius, were you a little shocked, I guess, to see that 
PFF was, you know, giving the Lions some love and a lot of it, it seems like, for the offensive line at least? <laughs> no, I'm not shocked because it's no longer a secret that the Lions offensive line, when healthy going into this season, is going to be formidable. And we're talking the likes of Frank Ragnow, who is arguably the best center in all of planet Earth. Uh, we're talking the likes of Panay Sewell, who by every regard seems to be a future superstar in his own is in his own making. Taylor Decker, who is above average, solid, sturdy, reliable. Um, and Jonah Jackson, he was all pro, uh, pro bowler last year. Um, and Big V is our weak link on the O-line. And he was really good in a lot of ways, especially better. in the run games. So I think our biggest question mark as an offensive line is really death. And, you know, even, you know, there's a few pieces here and there. Uh, Matt Nelson seemed like he was competent in his uh, spot duties last year at, at times. Uh, Logan Sternberg, who I'm sure we're going to get into more, he, you know, he's still a hopeful piece. Um, but as a unit, as a as five guys – on that unit, I wouldn't have been surprised if we were ranked number two or number one because I believe, especially if Panay Sewell uh, arises to his point that he's capable of arising to, the Lions' offensive line is going to literally – could clearly win us games next season. I agree. And we, we've seen, you know, powerful offensive lines just, you know, work wonders for offenses. So honestly, you know, if, if Goff is protected and has a good amount of time for the majority of the game, I, I would not be shocked if, if he had, you know, a top, not just 15, but like a top 12 pass rate. Because we've seen Jared Goff when he's got good receivers, good weapons, and is protected. He's, he's kind of decent, but it's just when he gets flustered is when he becomes just god-awful. So you mix those two together. And you get a kind of below average quarterback with some upside. So for me, I agree, Julius. Uh, the Lions were starting to get more love, more respect. And I think this is just the beginning. I think this is a little snowball effect in which next season we're going to see, you know, is this a, are they contenders for the North? Are, you know, is this the Lions' time to steal the North away from Aaron Rodgers? And are they going to, is, are they, you know, Obviously, the Lions are going to make the playoffs. Will they get the win, though? So I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing with all this media love. Nick, were you at, at any surprised at all to see, you know, a big media outlet like PFF come out and just say, you know, we're top three. We give us our, our, our love. At first, I was because Detroit never gets any love in anything. Um, and then I've seen a couple PFF rankings and lists over the past like three weeks that are embarrassing that are god awful like I, I think i saw a pff top 10 head coach one that like didn't include sean McVay from pff and and, and, and like and i saw another like cornerback one that like didn't involve jari alexander like like <laughs> i don't PFF. so at first i was like oh wow pff they got us ranked third like I like that way to give some love to Detroit. And then I see all these other PFF 
PFF rankings that just get shit on and blown up and are embarrassing. So are you questioning the the ranking list? Yes, the the, the ranking makers. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm glad I guess that they have us top three and that they see us the same way that I see us. Um, we have not shown that we're a top three offensive line by any means. Penne looks great. Ragnar looks great. Jonah looks great. Taylor looks great. We need to be healthy, right? We need to have all these guys at one time. We, we see everyone's great on their own island, but to be a good offensive line, you need to be cohesive. It can't just be five different islands. It needs to be one cohesive country working together to protect your leader, right? So it, it, until I see that, all with all five of them there, I'm I'm still iffy. I'm not even putting us in the top three right now. I think we have the potential to be in the top three, but I don't know why we would rank us in the top three right now. So. I'm not having us up there. I'm glad PFF did. But again, I think PFF puts out only clickbait rankings. And this has no taken this whole cool. thing. With hey, we, you, were the 12th, you, we were uh, the 12th. Come at me with your PFF rated, stuff, boys. We what were we the 12th highest rated offensive line as a as a unit, not just the starting five of uh, as, as a roster unit right? from PFF last year. And a lot of that had to do with our starters when they were on the field together, which was right. rare, especially after Ragnar went down. Right. This ranking is if if every team has a healthy offensive line week one, they believe the Lions have the third best. And I happen to agree. How did you get there after being ranked 12th, though? Because, How did just uh, I expect Panay Sewell to improve. I expect Frank Ragnow to be on the field. And... Every single team expects every single offensive lineman that they have to improve. Everyone's real like, quick, though, real quick, TJ Hawkinson, he's really the, 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 uh, the phantom six offensive lineman, if he learns how to block averagely this season, DeAndre Swift going to run for 1,500. We are adding TJ Hawkinson into our offensive line conversation of where we're ranking the offensive line. Yes, he's a great blocker, and he should be that subtle six. I'm just saying, I don't know where PFF went from 12th ranked to the third ranked. I'm glad they're giving us love. I was I was confused a little. But, um, boys, like, we can't go into the season thinking we're going to go – <laughs> 13 and four with the top three offensive line and not allowing the team to score more than 20 points for the first 12 weeks it's of the season. It's gonna happen. It's bad gonna, boy. We we gotta be a little bit more realistic than that, boys. Come on. Aiden Hutchinson sack record. <laughs> Jeff Okuda lockdown. 100 percent Nick, you just don't get it. You will one day though. But uh, you know, PFF, yes, I will create that. Maybe a little clicky baby, but you know it was even even more clickbaity and, and pissed us Detroit Lions fans off. And we all bit into it, but they got us, and I didn't care. I didn't care that we're gonna bring it up again. And it's PFF, Pro Football Network, you damn losers. They graded DeAndre Swift, not just a bottom 16 running back, but the dead last number 32 worst running back out of all starting running backs. Somehow, DeAndre Swift got graded 32. <laughs> this is the funniest thing is in the article right above it, they put Sony Michelle at 31. So that was when I knew, all right, this is this is for clicks. I know this, but I'm still going to call them idiots to all our followers. So you win Pro Football Network. You guys are idiots. Are you happy? But uh, with that being said, Nick, give us a more realistic rating. Not five either, because I know you're, you're a top fiver for Swift. So, so not five, not 32. Give us something that's just right, right in the middle. Number one. No. <laughs> um, 
first and foremost, PFN, I do love their site, and I know a lot of people that work there. I call them out too. Uh, like, we can't have that. No, fake news Mandarin right there. They rank Tony Pollard over DeAndre Swift. So I was like, all right, Tony, Sony Michelle, like, like I don't know what was going on there. I, and I don't think that was for clicks. I legitimately think that was their PFN rankings of their top 32 running backs. That was not just like trolling, clickbait, and that was a full thread. And they fan. meant it. What? That was a Bears fan. It was a for sure a Bears fan, bro. We all know that, dude. Um, but but so I mean, PFN, great website. Keep up the good work, except for when you're talking about the Lions, because you have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, DeAndre Swift is gonna be way better than that in fantasy football. I will rank DeAndre Swift in the top eight. If we're talking about just running backs in the NFL right now. He is a top 15 back, and I would put him right at 15, probably. It would be like it, – it's it's tough because you have, like, the top 10 guys that are just, in, in my opinion, solidified. Let's see if I can get this list real quick. Julius, you take over, and I'm going to come back with the list. I'm coming back to this. Well, I mean, that's just disrespectful. All right. DeAndre Swift is capable of having a, a top five fantasy season next year, I believe. I believe he could be, like – the dark horse everybody kind of didn't see, but did see. And it's all depends on health, just like we were talking about with the O-line. But to rank him 32nd is absolutely embarrassing. I know that was a Bears fan that wrote that or or, or made that uh made that ranking up. I, I'm not dumb. They think they still taking shots at us, but guess what? Lions fans, we, we're an optimistic bunch right now. Go look at, go look over at some Bears articles going on and uh some Packers articles. It's a lot of it's a lot of uh, doubt and, and worry going on in those departments. And right now, Lions fans are pretty chill. You know, even if we win three games next season, we still pretty chill. I say that now, but if we got two wins in December, I'm going to be throwing hands on Twitter <laughs> on, with the oxygen. We're taking our show to the Cleveland. We're going south, man. We're going to become Browns fans or something. Real quick, let me jump back in here. Let me jump back in. I believe also DeAndre Swift, 17 touchdowns in two seasons, right? Like, how you get ranked 32nd there? Real quick, just out of our idea, Adam, I know we haven't let you get where your ranking is, but who's who's a better running back? Najee Harris or DeAndre Swift? Just a better running back. You know what I mean? Swift. That's okay. I think I would go with Harris. Julius. It's clear. It's pretty close. I could see the case for Swift, but I would go with Harris. Okay, okay, that's that's fair. Yeah. Okay. Aaron Jones or DeAndre Swift? Who's a better running back? Swift. Are we talking fantasy or running backs? No, no, no. We're not doing fantasy. We are not talking. We're like Super Bowl. You need the best running back. I I still believe Swift. I'd say Aaron Jones on that one. I'm going to go with Swift on that one. Last two I'm going to do just to kind of see where we are. Saquon Barkley or DeAndre Swift? DeAndre Swift. See, one both one hundred percent healthy. I I go Saquon, but like factoring in their health. I swift. I could have one season like this year Swift or this year Saquon on my team if I'm a GM or coach or whatever. I would probably go Swift. <laughs> yeah, but, basically, like you have to win the championship this year. They're both one hundred percent right now, and you're fantasy. Yeah. You're, you're drafted. I mean, mad. And you're picking someone. Julius, who are you picking? I'm going with Swift. 
Saquon. I'm going to go over Saquon as well on that one. And that's kind of where the line gets, like, it gets a little blurry. There's a few more. I think we're all going to pick Swift. And I'm going to pick one more just to see if I can get us not to say Swift, but still keep it relatively close. Um, I won't do Joe Mixon because God knows that Adam would <laughs> fathom that. So we'll go to Elvin Kamara or DeAndre Swift. Uh, Kamara until proven. And DeAndre Swift's ceiling is Elvin Kamara. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I was just wondering where that line was, but right on, right on. I like on. it. I like it. Uh, yeah. DeAndre Swift, you know, obviously love the guy. I watching him play, he, I, I'm convinced he's, he's going to be one of my favorite Detroit Lions along that I've watched play because I, I always say I don't watch, haven't seen Barry play. So I really count him as one of my favorites. But Calvin and Stafford are like neck and neck for one and two. And I'm, I'm confident that Swift, by the end of this year, I think will catapult himself into the conversation of number two. Calvin Johnson is going to hold that one spot for probably till eternity. But uh, DeAndre Swift, man, just watching him on TV, just seeing what he can do and when he's healthy. If he plays 15, 16 games, even 14, I think the media and everyone's going to really realize that this dude's a stud. He should have been the first pick, should have been on the Chiefs, but they took CEH. Maybe, you know, I – Maybe the, the Colts were right taking JT over him. or No, we took Swift over JT, so flip that around. Maybe we should have taken JT over Swift, but that's a whole different story. So Swift, uh, I'm probably uh, who, would, who would you rather have to be a running back this year, Jonathan Taylor DeAndre Swift? J, Todd Taylor. JT? Yeah. J. Julie, same thing? Okay. Maybe we did miss out on that one, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, but I, I don't know. I don't know what if Swift was as good as Jonathan Taylor, just on a bad team. You know what I mean? That didn't try as much. Hey, man. And if, if Swift, I hate to say it, but if Swift catches that ball against the the Bears and we don't get Pace Sewell, so a lot of different outcomes in that season, but that was one of the big ones. So You know there's um, a multiverse where that happened. You know? Yeah. That was, sure. it, big, big one. But uh, it was one of, the, one of the universes where, you know, Swift catches it, we get a – Bears victory. Woohoo! Beat the Bears, but no Panay Sewell this year. So, and that might mean we give Sean Slater. So, I'm just going into a whole multiverse. You know, there's a multiverse where I had White Castle for dinner today, and uh, that's this multiverse. So, I'm glad I'm in this multiverse. You know what I mean? I love it. I love it. But to wrap things up about Swift, I think he's inside the top 15. I put him closer to the top 12, probably, um, I'd say 12 to 15. Uh, I'd have to look at all the running backs to, you know, go off the top of my head. But, uh, yeah, Swift, I think he's definitely going to take a step up and prove himself. Not quite to Julius status, but I think he's going to. I'm pretty sure Julius predicted him to have, like, 3,500 total yards. You know, like 2,000. <laughs> hey, you never know, man. <laughs> Actually, to be all honest, I do think DeAndre Swift cracks top five in fantasy football this year. Ooh, and I love him. We'll be very sad. The Lions will run with him. We have wide receivers to open up holes. You will not be able to just rush eight against us anymore. Um, our offensive line, like we just literally talked about, is the top three, apparently, per uh, PFF. And uh, Denver is going to be a top five running back, fantasy football. Like, I'll put my mark on it right now. I'll, I'll write that down. That, you know, Ooh, I love it. I love it. Uh, 
I kind of don't hope that because I don't have him in any dynasty leagues and getting him in a redraft league, I'm sure you boys know, is just impossible because we usually play with our Detroit friends and they they don't let you get Detroit players. You always get that one stickler that's like, I'm getting Stafford, I'm getting Calvin, no matter what. Uh, it was like eight years in a row Calvin went first overall in our league for oh, sure. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> relatively good. Yeah, good. Yeah, sometimes, yeah. And then towards the end. <laughs> uh, but – so before we, you know, wrap things up, I, boys, you obviously saw the War Room videos, the Hutch uh, recap video where, you know, Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell were talking and, you know, in the War Room, hoping that they get Aiden Hutchinson. They didn't say his name, anyone's name. They go, who do you, who do you think Jacksonville's taken? And they were both like, I don't care. I just, I just want to get our guy. And after they heard Trayvon Walker, they're all like, yeah, baby, we got our guy. We got our guy. And even though they, like, didn't say, like, Aiden Hutchinson was the dude they wanted number one on the paper, they pretty much, like, implied it in the next, like, follow-up after Trayvon was picked. Their excitement and motions, it, was, it wasn't quite Panay Sewell because I, I believe they were just far more shocked when Sewell fell to them and Chase was taken at the Bengals right before us. And even the Dolphins passed as well, as opposed to when, you know, Trevon Walker just skyrocketed to number one. And by the time they call his name, his odds were like minus 1,000 or something ridiculous. So, uh, Nick, seeing these reaction videos, does this, you know, does this A, give you a little, you know, taste for hard knocks? And B, does this just like give you a, a little boost of, you know, more hope than you already had? Oh, these videos do a lot for me. They do a lot for me, boys. Uh, go from six to midnight. No, wait, no, I'm sorry. Um, so Brad Holmes, the first person I'm going to talk about with these videos. Um, I love his demeanor. I love his interviews from inside the den. His interviews were awesome. Um, from these clips, just him in the war room. Um, already, I believe I just read an article that he's ranked in the top ten of NFL GMs right now per whatever article probably pff i don't know there's throwing out clickbait um but anyways like brad holmes is awesome and he's gonna be amazing to watch in hard knocks um these videos are outstanding just to get inside the locker room it's what we all want it's what we all want we all want to be a fly on the wall that entire time and just to get snippets of it was is great when we got aiden you could tell it wasn't as exciting much as much excitement as penny because he didn't have to fall seven spots for yeah, us to get our guy but it was there was still some some big excitement. We're we're and, and he I feel like he's been proving it in the OTAs so far. Like everything is working out very well. My favorite clip though was when we traded up for Jameson and things got wild. So we were like, we're gonna make this trade, and then all of a sudden the Saints traded up, and then all of a sudden they didn't draft our guy. And then did you guys see Antoine Randall? He comes in and pops his head in and starts chirping, excited as all could be. Like, I loved that clip that was by... If you haven't seen it, watch the Antoine Randall L clip. He was so excited as soon as we drafted Jameson Williams because if you don't know, Antoine Randall L is our wide receivers coach, so he now gets to coach Jameson Williams for the next foreseeable future. So he was super excited. He's not supposed to be in the war room. All of a sudden, he pops his head and he goes, yeah, boy! And he loves it. He dabs up Holmes and Campbell and... Everyone that's there, and he's he's like, I'm done for the day, and it was just awesome. I love these clips. I, I can't wait for Hard Knock. I can't wait. I can't wait. Absolutely. Uh, Nick, real quick, uh, 
So when we were, when I was talking about that that clip to you, that snippet, Ed, did you see the video? Do you, like, do you were, did you know what I was talking about before then, or did you watch the video after I said it? And you're like, oh, this is this is awesome. Yeah, no, I did not until I until I said. It. Okay, yeah, because like man, the Saints they traded up, and everyone was like, oh my gosh, the Saints just jumped us. They need a wide receiver, and then I don't know, I think it was Dan Campbell that was like, wait. Who do they need right now? Who's going to help them right now? They got Michael Thomas banged up. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to take Jameson Williams. They, they might not. And sure enough, boom, they took Chris Olave and Lions Warren went crazy. So, Julius, did you see both these videos or at least one of the two? I saw both of them. And I believe the Lions have some characters on their team. And I say that in a good way. And I say that in a good way in terms of winning in the future, because when I see Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes on video, I get a feeling I didn't get when I saw uh, the, the last regime, Matt, Patricia, Bob Quinn. We don't say their names anymore. It's all right. I know. Right. I, I try to forget it. And the names I that shall not be spoken. Well, and speaking of Matt, Patricia, real quick, did you guys see the Patriots are actually considering? Oh, we talked about that. Oh. When you were wrestling bears last week in Mexico for blind <laughs> people, we talked about that. And we, we laughed. About we had a good laugh. At well, that. I'm glad. I'm glad because, man, oh, man, that was funny. And Bill Belichick does that. Good luck, Bill. They're but. not winning more than six games. But let's let Julius continue. And Julius. But no, man, I, I enjoyed the videos. Just like I look forward to hard knocks. Because even the players, I mean, Jared Goff, um, TJ Hawkinson, who looks like – TJ Hawkinson reminds me of Thor on the football field. He He's just like this beaming flow of blind electricity flowing across the open seams. Mm. Um our receiver, our, our entire from Antoine Randuel and his whole wide receiver group. That's gonna probably gonna be the whole. That's probably gonna be one of the best shows on uh, part part of Hard Knocks. Uh, that along Saint with the secondary group. Williams. Yeah. What was that? Shark, Saint Brown, and Williams. Oh, oh it's gonna be beautiful, and to, I, it's gonna be a great mix of personalities. And these war room videos, I wish we could watch them live at the draft, but. That's a little asking too much, I understand, but One you know, day. uh you know, it's pretty neat. One day we'll be well, hey man, if Brad Holmes can watch us and take, yeah. you know, all our notes, I mean, why can't we, you know, have a little wait till the draft up. is in Detroit? It's really gonna be lit. Oh my gosh. I will say, dude, it's gonna be so crazy down there. I'm not even gonna like I don't know, it's gonna be crazy down there. I don't know what's gonna happen. Hey, we'll all be together. That's what's going to happen. We'll all be That's going crazy. crazy. We, we Hopefully, uh, telling everyone, enjoy your picks because we're picking 30 seconds, baby. Yeah. Well, like Super Bowl. Or, yeah. Or, you know, maybe maybe we could make some sort of joke and, and say, enjoy the lottery rounds because the Lions are coming off a playoff appearance at least, you know. <laughs> Just get to the playoffs. Yeah, we'll Yeah, exactly. But uh yeah, man, these these videos are just like last year was so awesome to see the paint tool and behind the scenes, and then just to see like more reassurance of oh yeah, so this this are we got the characters, we got the you know the hyped up coach, the just everyone brings in passion. And also, do you guys see Martha Ford just chilling in the room, just kind of being a million years old, being herself? So I, 
I kind of like that. Even though she's still not owner of the team, it's cool to see that she's at least somewhat still involved-ish, appearing-ish. So good to she know. It was like, you can come, but you can't say a word. All right. You just yeah. sit by me. Mom, put just keep your glasses, glasses on, on and just sit right Martha here. sitting there mumbling to herself and eating a butterscotch. You know what I mean? Benetech Aiden. Benetech Aiden. That's good. That's good. Absolutely. I'll fire all you mofos. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all fired. You fired. Oh, Mom, man. you don't own the company anymore. You fired. Mom, sit down. Sit down. She just starts to like do all these old ladies. She okay. gets cranky when she doesn't have her, when her blood sugar gets low. Does anyone have any cranberry juice? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, man. Um, but other than, you know, Martha Ford chilling in there. The reactions of, you know, Antoine Randall all popping his head in and, you know, Holmes and Campbell, all of it. It was just awesome to see. And yeah, man, it, it's just hard knocks. I'm really hoping we get to see a, a lot of just little snippets like this of just seeing our coaches, our players get, you know, excited, you know, pumped up because um, there was a report, uh, I think it was, I can't remember who it was, one of the lines. Uh oh, what he's was he gone? He gone. He gone, bro. He he's gone. Like Dude, Next he topic. Ghosted us. Golly, reminds me of my girlfriend in ninth grade. Just gone like that. You don't even. Yeah, know. man. Twice now, I've done that. I'm trying to switch <laughs> screens, and I, I somehow like as I'm moving the mouse, I like double tap the touchpad, and it like was right on the exit screen, and then right <laughs> on the back button. So two separate Adam, buttons I clicked. <laughs> You're you have a new nickname on the show. You're the genie. <laughs> I love it. You're the genie. I love it. I love it. Yeah, Always popping in, disappearing, coming in, in and out. For real. But um, I was saying, I forget what I was saying. Something about Lions beat reporter. Um, I don't know. Who <laughs> was the Lions beat reporter? You ever had a beet salad before, dude? Those things are terrible. No, I have not. But Dude, don't ever have a beat sale. Beats. I will not. Who eats beats sure. anymore? Anyway, Julius, you're probably a big beats fan, aren't Listen, you? Listen, I can't speak for much. Adam eats his salads with whole sunflower seeds. <laughs> <laughs> he just sprinkles them on top like the dessert, dude. <laughs> Those chunks of ham, cheese. Listen, listen. The, the shell just mixes in with the lettuce. It, oh, you barely get the crunch. Oh, all, all salt. <laughs> hey, man. Uh, you That's know, fine. sunflower seeds, if you eat them a little pinch at a time, two, three, you're fine. You can scarf them down. But when you get the handfuls, it's... Then you either got to get like shards in your throat. And hey, it's yeah, I've had a couple. This is oh, so delicious. Bro, the worst. And I know we're getting on sunflower seeds tangent, but before we wrap things up, the worst is when you crack or eat a sunflower seed. And when you bite down, it is vertical and it just jabs. The spiky part just jabs right in your gum. And I know everyone knows what I'm talking about because it just happens all the time. Even with like other foods like chips and, and you know, spiky foods but man. the worst thing when it comes to eating is getting a freaking hot ass pizza right and then not waiting and then biting it and then it burns the roof Dude, of your mouth it's, so bad that that's, you yeah that's, the rest of the pizza that sounds dangerous nick it, it ruins it. I, I man i like i go i can't wait my body doesn't know how to wait for pizza to cool down I'm just, i i've done it so many times i i know better now i'm like I'm stabbing my fork in this. I don't care. I'm putting this in the freezer. I don't care if it's lightly cold. Like I'm not burning my roof. 
pizza rolls and hot pockets, they all just want to burn your mouth. One hundred percent. We should maybe think about instead of doing a lions podcast, doing a, a food podcast. A food podcast. We can do a lions food podcast. Lions and food. I like it. Podcast on what lions eat, like lions. Don't you guys eat hot pot uh, like like pizza rolls and pe- and hot pizza during the game? Uh, yeah. Have you ever burnt your mouth grabbing a a, a hot hot roll oh, during like I mean, a, a hot pizza roll? You know. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible, bro. During every Super Bowl for the last twenty years, I burned my mouth. Going, you know what I mean? Like this looks delicious. Oh shit. Let's stick to lions. <laughs> yeah, let's stick to lions. All right, right on, right on, right on. Um, 56 and... days until hard knocks, boys. Yeah. And just before you know, we get going. Oh, a little OTA talk. Um, we had some news. Jameson Williams, he's taking it slow. Um, there is rumblings. Just no one important, but I've heard fantasy experts, other, you know, sports center guys, NFL experts say that they think Jameson Williams will end up on the pup, which means he'll miss the first six games. So not the worst thing in the world. If we do take it slow, at least, you know, he's coming in 100% when he does come in and just there's no really risk of him re-injuring it, you know, because he came off too fast. But if the Lions start off, you know, three and one, four and one, and we're looking good, yeah, it would it would be nice to have him those next couple games to keep the momentum going. But all in all, um, I don't think it's it's too too bad to have James Williams have a slow start. And also, uh, there have been reports that he does have that same chip on his shoulder and has some similarities to what Amon Ra had last year, in which Amon Ra maybe not a first round pick, but he was picked. 18, uh, 18th, uh, he was picked in the fourth round and thought he would go way higher. I believe we all thought he would go way higher and fell to the Lions super late. Similar-ish to what Jameson did. Jameson only fell to 12, right? Eight, or what was it? 14. 14, 15, 14, yeah. Anyways, so not the biggest slide, but he himself was upset that he wasn't the first or not the second or was Garrett – Wilson, yeah, okay, yeah, I thought so. So, yeah, he was, you know, third, fourth wide receiver take off the board. If healthy, I think a lot of people agree that he would have been the number one. So, hopefully he does have the same demeanor, same chip on his shoulder, you know, balls out like Amon Ra did. Um, but, I mean, Ra really didn't really start playing until week 9, 10 anyway. You know what I mean? That's so, true. Yeah, anyway. that is true. People forget about know- that, that uh, early yeah. rookie – Dry spell Amon Ra had last season. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, that's very true. Uh did you guys you guys talk about the DeAndre Swift jacked picture where he just has the biggest arms in the world now, I guess? Well, yeah, I I don't know. I don't know if you guys the uh we leave never mind, never mind. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop. Go ahead. (laughs) I'm gonna stop myself right there. I was gonna stop. I was gonna just I'm just gonna this is a family friendly (laughs) show, Julius. It is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Nick, you, you, Nick, Nick, Nick. No, I'm off for you, Mister. Anyways, yeah, DeAndre Swift, man. He, I don't know if you guys remember, but his dad was like had the biggest biceps and was like the biggest jack dude of all time on draft day. So hopefully, he's on his dad's workout diet. His biceps, his just whole upper body looks just massive. 
He definitely has been hitting the weight room. So if we start to see Swift, you know, not just jump guys, not just juke guys, but truck guys too, which we actually did see last year. Man, yeah, for the past couple of years we've seen him. He trucked that one Redskin dude his rookie year. That's right. That's right. So, uh, yeah, DeAndre Swift, like we all said, we definitely think he's going to take another step up. Adam, uh, who's going to be the better fantasy running back this year, DeAndre Swift or Javante Williams? Oh, uh, this year, Swift. But next year, when Melvin Gordon's gone, Javante Williams. Julie? I'm also going to go with Swift on account of Melvin Gordon. I'm going Javante Williams. He's going to be a top four running back. He'll be four, so it could be five. But anyways. What? Yeah. Even, I don't know. Oh, Melvin Gordon? No, I'm not worried about Melvin Gordon. I'm no. That dude's like the Todd Gurley of the NFL right now. You know well, that's I mean? good to know that you're a Javante Williams fan as well. I'll um, be drafting him first overall in every pick. Ooh, Maybe. that okay. <laughs> Maybe not that spicy. Good to know. Uh, but, boys, I think that should do it. We will be on next week to talk about something Detroit Lions related, but we'll be back as usual uh, to put on a great show for you guys. Thanks, everyone who joined in. Give us a like, subscribe. Check us out on Twitter at Honolulu Blues. Uh, check us out on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple. Julius, I like this little pop-up you gave me. I'm just reading right off it, even though I don't really need to anymore, but help sometimes. Uh, give us a Go like. Review. Doesn't matter. We love it all. Um Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, all that good stuff. Check out my good buddy Nick at Nick Faber NFL. And then check out Julius at the fifth top. And then, of course, myself at Everyday FFB, posting all your fantasy football needs and Detroit Lions content. But, boys, until next week, uh, hopefully, Tigers can get a couple wins on their belt. But